Damn, 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 son, where'd you find this? All right, y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 90, the big 9-0 of the Fly Route Podcast. I'm Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Mile High Knees, and I'm here with the guys. How y'all doing this week? Good, bro. I'm doing well. Sam, a.k.a. Leader of the Put Taysom Hill Back at Quarterback Committee. <laughs> That's my AK for the week. This red rocket experiment, red rifle, red whatever you want to call them. It's gone too far. So uh, that's where I'm at this week. How are y'all? Man, listen, first of all, when the time comes, just get your gloating out of the way. But anyways, my AKA for the week, I can't even rock with nothing else, but AKA Matt Patricia called the same place for Matt Jones that you called for Bailey Zapp. That's all I got to say. <laughs> really? You think that's what's doing it? The plays? Yes, bro. Listen, Bailey Zappi gets. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We got that. That's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <him up. laughs> like, let's go. Yeah, don't get me going. <laughs> hey, Cliff, aka Dak, back. He look. He looks slight, but he back. <laughs> that's uh, that's oh, all I got. Yeah. Hey, like it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't nothing spectacular, but it's a dub. You got it done. Did, the defense did what the defense do, so I can't be mad. All right, well, we did say if Dak comes back and plays the same exact way that Cooper Rush is, y'all can really make some noise. And, like, in those closer games, he can be the guy you need him to be in those key moments. But – you remember, hey, actually, Cliff, you remember when Jerry said this team has to still run through Zeke and you called him crazy? I think it needs to run through the run game. I, Tony I, I think that's 100% a fact. Zeke, Zeke's been looking better. I mean, he, he has to. I mean, you want to, you in a position where you're guaranteed money done after this season. So they can. They can keep it moving it with, with no with no penalty. So hello. <laughs> we we gonna see we gonna see and, and Tony Pollard on his last year of his contract. So if they don't bring him back, I'm gonna be livid. You got it. But that's another story. That's, that's, that's that man. <laughs> he said, "I'm telling you." <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you gotta bring him back, bro. Been nice. We got we got a lot going on this week, but we are going to break down week eight of the NFL season and give our recap of what we saw in week seven and all the other things that we found interesting. We're also going to give a big baller's bouquet to Paul George from the LA Clippers. The, 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 fly, the fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. We're going to start with the news this week. All right, all right, y'all. The news, we're going to have a little bit of an injury report, but there's a lot that's been going on since the last time we talked to y'all. One, though, is T.J. Watt is back at practice for the Steelers. He's still on IR, but he's back in action, which is good to see from the reigning defensive player of the year. Matt Jones, after being benched because my Bears slaughtered that man, is primed to start again this week and took 90% of the first team reps in practice. So no quarterback controversy no matter how much the Patriots fans were chanting for Zappy Hour again, which they did your man's wrong, T.O. <laughs> I don't think Matt was ready. They should have just let this game be his last game out, honestly, mm. I think, personally. Okay. Okay, that's fair. 
In other Bears news, the Bears have traded Eagles Robert Quinn for a fourth round. Uh, have traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles for a fourth round pick. I'm a little disappointed. I thought we should be able to get more for that. We will pay his whole salary for the remainder of this year only. Brees Hall injured out for the season with the torn ACL, which prompted the trade of James Robinson from the Jaguars to the Jets for a six-round pick that can conditionally become a fifth if he gets, I think it's like 200 yards on the rest Everybody of the gets- season. Everybody been getting fleeced on these trades. I don't know hey, what's been going on. James Robinson was an undrafted free agent. So yeah, that is mean, like his productivity in the league, though, is different than becoming that is in true. undrafted. So that is true. But I think uh he's a he's a restricted free agent after this year. So there's no more years on his contract, which I think is probably a big part of why the true, compensation true. wasn't very high. So like I also that's think- different than Robert Quinn, who has two years left on his deal. Yeah, yeah, that running back position is not as like those guys ain't getting paid that money. I don't think <laughs> any, anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. Like those guys are, unless you unless you find a like a, a gener, a, like a, a, an elite young guy or you know guy that turns out to be like like Bree, like Brees Hall is gonna be nice. I know he hurt and everything, but ETN got hurt all last year and now look at him. So those guys mm-hmm. gonna be ballers. Like those guys are the ones that if they still at that level by the time they contract over, that's when you pay him. But James Robinson just gonna be one of those guys that serve as a backup and it's still it still be solid though. Okay, actually let's talk about this. Do y'all like Michael Carter fell out of favorite favoritism very fast? Like by week three, Brees Hall has usurped him completely. Do y'all still feel like Brees Hall is gonna be like the runaway starter now that they added James? I mean, sorry, Michael Carter. Yeah, just because he was take or. Well, I think when Brees Hall gets back, he'll still have the starting job because of how high he was taken. I think that's why he got the starting job over Michael Carter so quick anyway. Michael Carter's second or third round pick, nice player. But when you take a running back that early, same way with the Etienne situation, he's going to get the ball. But uh, with Carter and Robinson, I think they'll just do a committee type thing. I, I think Carter yeah. will get more carries probably, uh, especially this first week as they rotate Robinson into the system. But – I could see it being kind of fifty fifty split. Okay. I agree, hundred percent. Okay. Eventually, okay. like once, in maybe like two, 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 three weeks in, when he gets more accumulated, for sure. Like that, that, that they're to me, they're very, they're, they're actually a very similar type of player, in my opinion. Mm. At running back. Okay, I like that. J.C. Jackson out for the year after dislocating his kneecap. He had to have patellar tendon surgery. So he'll be gone. The Browns, David Njoku, out two to five weeks with a high ankle sprain. Speaking of ankle injuries, Mike Williams of the Chargers may miss some time with an ankle injury he suffered as well as soon as the Chargers got Keenan Allen back. So that is just terrible luck. Terrible luck. Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald have left Donda Sports (laughs) as a part of the mass exodus from Ye. Now, Look, I get it, but my thing was like, so y'all were cool with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown becoming the president of your, like, agency that you're signed with, but this is where you're going to draw the line? Listen, I don't see how everybody drawing a line because every time, you know, the only reason I say is draw a line because we're going to say, like, the, you know, the comments around the, the group of people he's making the comments about. But if it was like, okay, 
Now, we all know for hundreds of years how it's been for black people in America and stuff, right? For example, or throughout the world. So, you know, people can openly say racist comments and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's that's fine. Are you talking about the hypocrisy between him saying slavery was a choice and no one blinking an eye? Well, I mean, that too. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can sit here and be racist as, as you want. You can be the owner, CEO of a company. And you can be saying some crazy stuff. And I mean, it's just getting swept under the rug. It's just, but then as soon as you say, I'm not saying it's right, because I don't feel like anybody deserves to be, you know, be raised or anything. But all I'm saying is you can make a racial slur or something about black people and whew, swept under the rug. All right, I feel you. Do you feel like people swept it under the rug because Kanye black? I mean, it's like black people say stuff about black people. They're like, yo, we're not really going to touch this. Yeah, he he. You knew who Kanye was when you signed on to be on Donda Sports. I mean, and AB was the president. Donda Donda Sports, I, I, man, you you yeah. knew who Kanye was. Like Kanye, Kanye, my guy. I love his music. More of his more recent. I mean, more of his older music. Uh, he he he's going dark late, but like you knew who he was signing up. But he he said the. The racist stuff with the the slave owners and stuff a while back, and they were still riding with them. But that's exactly. just like you say. You the, the racism thing is a huge deal, but like, of course, they don't pay attention to the black on black because I mean, if we're being real, like, that's not the crime that gets the news. That's not the stuff that gets the news. This is stuff that's that's talking about obviously the you know typically uh, other the other race, especially when you're Kanye West. And he gonna Question. say he gonna say whatever he whatever he thinks sometimes, and it is. I mean, it's the same yeah. guy that went on air and said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like this man, this man do whatever. Like he do whatever he want. Like he is a sporadic person. You're not controlling that personality. So y'all knew was he the one? Was he the one that said slavery was a choice? Yes. 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 I feel like it's the doubling and tripling and quadrupling down is really the problem. If he said you know one comment. I don't think he loses Adidas partnership, bank partnership, his talent agency, yeah, Def Jam drop good music. <laughs> he keeps going on more platforms, a new platform every day, doubling, double tripling, down. quadrupling down yeah. on all the stuff. So, so at some point, it's like. I feel like he just had the on. point where he just said, fuck it. I mean, because that, that's, that's where he at. If we're going to be real, he just lost. He just lost all of it. All right, that's facts. Let's keep it moving. Frank Clark of the Chiefs suspended two games due to the gun charge that he got back in 2021. The Colts are benching Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger, even though Matt Ryan was top 10 in passing yards in the league, and demoting him to third string. Nick Foles is the backup. (laughs) Cat. Carl Anthony Towns took some shots at Anthony Edwards over his Popeye's diet. And um, I ain't even mad at Ant because he's just like me, for real. Uh, <laughs> that shit good. So let's break it down and get to the tee off here. Here's a list of people in the sports world whose buffoonery I have had enough of this week. Aaron Rodgers saying guys who are making too many mistakes should not be playing and they need to get their time cut. 
on the Pat McAfee show. All right. I don't know if he's looked around the Packers yet in their locker room, but he don't got anybody else. All their receivers are young and inexperienced or old with inconsistent bodies. He ain't got nothing else. Like, he sounds like the dick people say he is a lot, making these type of comments on a public massive show like Pat McAfee's. And, like, with the little hint of lack of self-awareness in the position that he's in. Like, if he's like, we need to make a trade ASAP, we need to get new blood in the room ASAP. Sure, put pressure on the front office. I love it. But, like, the, you know, you need to cut these guys playing time because they keep making too many mistakes. For <laughs> whom? For whom? Who is going to? Like, who? Who? Yeah, he, he just does. He don't want to be there. That's all that is. Honestly, he don't want to be there. And you got to think about how, honestly, that's making everybody in the locker room feel like. It's going to be so much tension and animosity now that it's like, Bro, you just pretty much called out the whole team pretty much. Like, where are your accountability at, at in this as well? Like, yeah. He, have I'm you been looking like MVP, I mean, Aaron Rodgers? He 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 <laughs> he talking real reckless. And but I I feel like we're we're starting to see who Aaron Rodgers is and what everybody said about him. I mean, he is I feel like he is that type of player that if you fuck up, he's not like, I oh, we'll get him next play. He's like, Man, you fucking idiot. Like like yeah, like that, angle he's that <laughs> he's that type. I feel like he's that type of player, and there, unfortunately, I mean, he's played an elite elite ball in his career. But like, you just see his like demeanor when it comes to like even what Marquez about at Scanlon. That's why he got up out of there. But like, he he was like famous for it. He'll make a great play, yeah, yeah. But he made he made some few bummer plays, and Romeo Dobbs looked just like him uh, the the other day, <laughs> dropping clutch jumps, man, consistently, consistently. Hey, where do you think um, where do you think he got it from? His mentor, mm. Brett Favre, who was also in a lot of controversy, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's probably where he got it from. Yeah, at least Aaron Rodgers keeps his douchebaggery on the field. That we know of right now. That we know of. That we know of. Number two is Russell Wilson, who was apparently doing high knees on the plane to London for four hours as his teammates were trying to sleep and then thought it was a great thing to tell the press. Like, hey, come on, bro. Come on. I've had enough of the Wolverine blood bullshit. <laughs> like, I need you to just lock in, bro, because, like, you just digging a hole right now, and, like, your play can't get you out of it. So, <laughs> I had to Google to make sure the Wolverine blood quote was real and not a meme, and I was so disappointed to find out that it was real. Man, I don't, I don't understand what's going on through this man's mind. Like, did, did he know how? Like, did he getting fried? Like, I ain't gonna lie. He, I'm, I'm you fried. talking elite company? You talking about Wolverine? You been playing like ass? You, you ain't even, you ain't even fully recovered from nothing. You high knees on the. Hey, somebody should have slapped that man in the back of the head. Yo, sit your ass down. <laughs> trying to sleep. You trying to sleep, man? You got a game. <laughs> Like, he gets so much <laughs> flack, and some of it is not deserved. Like, they're like, he made some corny posts about Sierra for her birthday. I don't care about none of that stuff, bro. Yeah. You want to be a family man, man of God, all that other stuff. Yeah, he can cool. be corny about family. Yeah. But, like, honeys yeah. on the plane for four hours while your teammates were trying to sleep, and you told the story 
to make sure that you were doing it while your teammates were trying to sleep. Like, bro, I don't know how you would connect the dots. <laughs> like, like he told the story as the person that was pissed off at him. <laughs> All right, third, Antonio Brown, who really should just live on this list, photoshopped himself onto another picture of Tom Brady with Giselle. And like, yo, I just don't understand what this man's <laughs> obsession is with Tom Brady right now. Like, Tom may do shit to you, but get you a second and third chance. <laughs> and you just like, fuck him for not giving me the fourth chance, too. Like, You know he put that on a t-shirt, right? He yeah, bro, wow. And like, flag like on the flag. Some, that's, this why, this why him and This why him and fucking Kanye best friends, bro. They yeah, really, they, both, yeah. they really are both like really weird dudes. Like, were they both great at what they do? hundred percent. Are they both really fucking different? Is the best way I can put it. Has a shit yeah. tail. Has a yeah. shit tail. <laughs> that's so nice. Really different. <laughs> uh, yo, that's it for the news and the tee off. We got Sam coming through with the RPO this week. Okay, for the RPO run pass option, I'm going to pose a series of questions to the guys, and they're going to tell me whether they run or pass on it. This first one's for Anthony. The Colts' decision to bench Matt Ryan, not only bench but move to the third string, is the correct move, run or pass? I'll run with this and say it's not the wrong move, but it's not going to solve their problems. Right. I think at this point they feel like their team is not good, which would be an accurate description of what we've seen. So what are you really getting out of playing super old Matt Ryan where you can get a look at Sam Ellinger, see what the young guy looks like and whether or not you need to make another <clears throat> addition at quarterback for the <clears throat> following season? Like I, I, I think it's, the right move through no fault of Matt. Well, it's partial fault of Matt Ryan's to Contact. be fair. But that's what yes. it is. Yeah. That, that's where yeah. I'm at. Okay. I'm with that. All right. This next one's for Cliff. After a three-touchdown and 140-yard game against the Texans, Josh Jacobs now has three games in a row with 30 or more fantasy points in full PPR league. He's now the running back four in fantasy and PPR on the year. Can he keep up the production of a top five back runner pass? Uh, man, he's he's been he's really been their their offense like for the most part, and I mean they're not winning a lot of games by any means. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. I know I wasn't high on Jacobs before, uh, and I and I and I was like. I've never really been a big fan of Jacobs, and then sure enough, since then he's snapped every week. So that, so now I'm like, damn, that maybe I just, I mean, he's also getting 20, 20 plus touches per game, carrying the ball carries versus the first three weeks he was getting in the team. So that's got a huge thing to do, and he's scoring touchdowns. Like first three weeks of the season, he scored no rushing touchdowns, and now he's got six to to. Like we said, the, the past three weeks, and he's getting a lot of volume in the past game, which wasn't really his mo before, and which is why I didn't really like him as a PPR running back. Um, but he's definitely, you know, he's he's become 
a focal point of that offense. And I think, you know, with having Devontae Adams, I think that does help because you can't just stack the box. Um, and when Waller's playing, you can't just stack the box because they didn't have no receivers besides Waller. You can still stack the box with a tight end. You know, he ain't lining up out wide that often, but that's why they try to do that. But you got you got guy, you got another elite player around you, and now I think that's opening things up for him to thrive in that offense. I like that. And I was with you earlier in the season as, you know, not the biggest Josh Jacobs believer. So that's why I gave you the question. And I definitely agree that I'm, I've just been really impressed by the volume and just the production. So I think he can keep it up too. Um, the next one for T.O. It's about your Patriots. We were getting into this a little bit in the AKAs. But should the Patriots consider permanently benching Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi? Mac Jones is up for his extension coming up. Uh, and that is, I guess, something to consider with this as well. Run or pass? I'm going to pass on it. Um, Bailey Zappi came in, and I feel like he did a really good job of keeping us afloat while Mac was out. Um, I think Belichick has hit, like – like he has in the past as well with Garoppolo, Reset, you know, a couple of other guys that came in and, you know, they had to step in at times and look really good. Um, but I do think Mac is the guy. I think uh, Bailey Zappi definitely is a gunslinger. Um, and I do like the opportunities that he does give the wide receivers at time, like Devontae Parker, who doesn't look the same when Mac is in there. But I think it also comes with the territory of Matt Patricia calling – Similar play calls that he does for Zappy as well. I feel like Zappy is, is under center a whole lot more and is running a lot more play action than Mac Jones has been. Uh, Mac Jones, who I think he's like 10th in the league, if I'm not mistaken, at taking shots, uh, taking his uh, snaps out of the shotgun. So he's taking pretty much all of his snaps out of the shotgun, which is way too much. So I think if we can definitely get some of those same play calls and for Bailey Zappi as well, we're keeping more guys in protection, which allowed him to make some of those great throws he was making. Um, if we can get some of that play call, I think Matt will have similar success, even better success, because I think mentally as well, he's there. Like he's a guy that understands football and he's very smart. So, and I feel like he can definitely be the franchise guy. I think for sure. I like that. This last one is for Anthony. This is an NBA one, veering in away from the NFL for a second. In an interview the other day, NBA commissioner Adam Silver says that in regards to concerns about teams tanking, uh, that the new lottery system, which gives the bottom four teams an equal shot at 14% to get the first pick, as well as the invention of the play-in tournament, both act as deterrents uh, for teams intentionally trying to lose games. Is this enough to stop teams from tanking to try to acquire Victor Wembanyama in the draft? Runner pass. All right, all right. Look, uh, I want to be honest with you. The answer is absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so pass on this. Here's what I'll say. Yes, it's not the NFL where worst team always picks first, right? But here's what I'll ask you. If Victor Wembanyama is as good as we think he is, and he is as transformative as we think he is and teams are willing to tank for him which is the implication of the question first four teams get for, bottom four teams let's call it that 14 percent 
the fifth team, 12.5%. The sixth worst team, 10 point something percent. Everybody else after that is in single digits. If Victor is as good as we think, would you not take the chance at 14% at him? Yeah, I think there's a lot of incentive to still maybe not be the worst team, but a bottom five for sure. Bottom four, well, especially. If you're trying to be bottom five or six, you're trying to be the worst team. It's just a question of who's better at it. How bad, yeah. How yeah. Bad at that be. point, if you're at the bottom one through six, or let's call it one through five, you are trying to be the worst team in the NBA. It's just a question of if someone else is better at trying to be the worst team <laughs> in the NBA. There are better worst teams that aren't necessarily trying to be bad. Like the Spurs traded away everyone on their team, but they're 3-1 and sense? trying to win games. Yeah. Well, I think that's like your 3-1 is early in the season. You can start off fine and start. A lot of, lot of got new games. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. 82 of them boys, like yeah. like Detroit, like, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Like. Detroit should not be because of how much talent they have now. Like, granted, the chance that Victor is like, <laughs> hey, look, you might as well. Like, <laughs> but nah, it's not going to stop teams from trying to do it because just mathematically, you would prefer a 14% chance to a single digit chance, That's like nine, eight, seven. So, like, at that point, like, why why not? Like, I get it. By the time you get to, I want to say it's the, by the time you get to the 10th, no, actually the 7th team in the league, like the 7th worst team in the league, your chances are half as good as being a bottom 14. Half. You go from 14 to like 7.5. If you're a bottom 10 team, Towards the back end of the season, like the last 15, 20 games, you're going to tank your ass off for Victor. Because you would much rather be bottom four, bottom five, than bottom nine, seven, eight. Like, you are, you're going for it. You're going for it. And you have to. Definitely. Definitely. Like, they're going to sit down. They're going to everything they can. that bad and you don't, and you don't just cannonball towards the end of the season. <laughs> All right, oh, I got one more. I got one more for the group, and y'all can y'all can choose to answer this one or not. But Lamar Jackson is hurting his free agency bag with his performance runner pass. I'm passing, and the only reason I'm passing, I think the Ravens is hurting his stock. Like, what do you want Lamar Jackson to do? Y'all went out here and got him Deshaun Jackson. He's supposed to be happy about that. Yeah, he traded his number one wide receiver. And he didn't even play last week. Yeah, bro. I'm just hey, that, I mean, I'm a, and then he don't got no running backs. You got him. Okay, King Drake had a, a decent outing. But Gus, Gus, Gus Edwards turned up. Gus the bus turned Gus up. Gus is nice. He, he just off injury. And yeah. then J.K. also nice, but then he got injured again. Like, they <laughs> had running backs. They needed receivers. They I, needed people to go catch the ball. I, I'll say I'll pass on it because I low key think this sounds doing it on purpose. I think I think they like we're gonna give you the bare minimum, see what you could do with it, and then if you don't explode in MVP, then we can sign you back still, but we're not gonna have to pay you what we what we what you think or what you want. What you yeah exactly. exactly. So 
they gonna cut they gonna kind of be they want to be in control of the situation you it's obvious like you you're not giving this man nobody you can't tell me one receiver on that team that has been a number one receiver or the the two, the two uh, or number two you got the two the two best ones are, are are pups and barely know what they can do so like and and they're not and from what we've seen this ain't the best offense to be in to judge that but they're not number ones like I mean defense been stinking it up too though and not helping you a run yeah. team and if you and if you losing your backs and you and you got no threat besides Mark Andrews and a few deep shots they won't even get him the ball like, like it's it's <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see it's still early in the season we week eight coming up so it's it's still really early in the season I think they're still going to be. I don't see the Steelers until unless TJ Watt comes hey, back and just goes first crazy. Of all, you know it's the bad. Bengals and you, and turned up. The Bengals turned up, yeah. Like, and then the Browns. Bad. I told yeah. y'all, he, uh, like Jamar Chase, but more particularly Joe Burrow, were having their Mahomes too high safety moment, and they starting to kind of figure it out because like the people were like, so you know what we're not gonna do? Let you do this bullshit that you was doing last year all over us, and for a good five six weeks. It was working, and then, and then Jamar turned loose on them boys. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, you know, it's, it's ugly when you got Mark Andrews tossing the ball to Lamar Jackson. Like, what? Who in their right mind running that play? So that was actually know. a creative ass play. I won't even, I won't even sleep. It's on creative, that. but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a situation where you think they're gonna run a QB sneak with a big ass tight end. That makes sense, and then you got two athletes in the backfield. It was actually a creative play call, but you do seem a little. Uh, I mean. Desperate on your because you what don't got doing? enough fucking guys to spread the ball around that you run shit like that. So it's crazy. Yeah, Mark got the receivers downfield for Mark Andrews to be back there throwing flea flickers. <laughs> you don't have that because he needs to be the motherfucker down the field. <laughs> we also got. We also have to point out Mark Andrews did not have a catch in this game. He had a that's, rush what, I, that's what I'm saying. And a flea flicker. He didn't so catch this one ball. Took a snap from under center and didn't have a catch. Yeah, no. <laughs> Drop that big old point four in my fantasy league. Your point two. Yo. Yeah, four yeah, rushing yards. Rushing that's an L. Four, that's, yeah. an L. That's, an L. Yeah. that's an L. That's an L for the Ravens if that happens. And, and yes, he, and he, he, he was on L. my team. He did not get a catch because if he at least gotten a catch, I would have gotten one point out of him. Even if it was a catch for no gain, like even if it was a catch for no gain, I would have at least gotten a point out of him. So yeah, no, that is a hundred percent true. He he dogged me a little this week, but it's not his fault. Uh, <laughs> they just they they just struggling down there in uh, in Baltimore. Mm, I right. ain't trying to pay that man. That's all that is. They struggling. <laughs> on, they struggling on purpose. <laughs> mm, all right, facts. We got To with the players of the week from week seven. Yeah, man. So the so the offensive player of the week honestly was no brainer. So gave that to my man's Joe Burr. So. My man went 34 for 42 out here, 481 passing yards, no interceptions, 138.2 passer rating, and a rushing Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I was hoping he got 500. That shit would have been OP. But he, <laughs> I was so, like, yeah, I saw his halftime stats. Man, man he, was, he, he went crazy, bro. He went man crazy. was balling. Mm-hmm. So defensive player of the week, we got Sauce Gardner giving some love to the Jets. Hey. So, a man's had 10 tackles and three pass breakups. So, I mean, Big my man's ain't, yeah, he ain't scared to get physical, and he out here trying to shut you guys down. So, big He's ups probably, to my boy yeah. Sauce. So, you know, we, we played that boy this week, so 
I want him to keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah, he, he gonna get y'all in trouble. So that boy nice. He gonna yeah, like any nice. one of them <laughs> Yeah, he nice. He nice. So special teams player of the week. So shout out to my boy Ant giving the Cairo Santos. My boy went three for three on PATs, four for four on field goals. Interesting fact. So he has made eleven field goals, all eleven of his field goals this season. And then he's made 17 in a row dating back to last season. So my man's been money with the legs. So definitely shout out to him. The big win against the sorry ass Patriots on Monday night. Um <laughs> so <laughs> hey, but moving past that, look, moving past that. You got your little moment. You got your little moment. <laughs> Look, he got the cap on that moment. The whole, the whole yeah, cap. Boy. <laughs> yeah, hey, boy. I, I wish I, I wish I knew you when, when, um, when we played y'all last when we went to Chicago. Uh, I ain't worried about that. That's you, don't want to talk, you don't want to talk about yeah. that. Look. I don't want to talk man. about that, bro. We had to fire yeah. everybody because of that. <laughs> <laughs> that boy Cadero Patterson was running back kicks, everything. Bro, I'm just so mad that we that I, oh, whatever, bro. I'm I'm. Don't even talk. Right, so Cordero Patterson yeah. would be wide receiver two on our team right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on to this fantasy segment, man. So the, the surprising fantasy player of the week. I put in this player because of production as well as getting the dub. So uh shout out to Tyler Boyd, eight catches, 155 Ooh. yards, and a touchdown. I also did have some honorable mentions because I didn't want to leave these guys out who also I feel like worse of some surprising uh, players this week. So Paris Campbell, 10 catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin had four four catches, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Daniel Jones was 19 for 30, for 202 yards. Also had 11 rushes for 107 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and this was his highest points on the season. So shout out to him. And then McCole Hartman, who had four catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. And then also two rushes, 28 yards, and two touchdowns. I feel like um, a lot of those guys were touchdown dependent, which is why I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to see McCole Hartman get three touchdowns again. So, or, you know, Marquise Goodwin, you don't even expect him to get two touchdowns, especially when you got DK and you got well, DK got hurt. I think that's yeah. why. Yeah. So he was actually on my disappointments. So these guys, they won't even know, it won't no honorable mentions. It was just everybody was disappointed. So, <laughs> Although some of them do the injury, like Brees Hall tearing his ACL, that's disappointing because that got more implications than just this week. That's the rest of the season. He still He's scored been, thirteen. He still scored thirteen before he got hurt. Man, man was balling. DK man, Metcalf DK, got yeah. carted off. He got carted off. So that was disappointing. Uh, Keenan Allen only played thirty three point three percent of the snaps with a four percent target share. What are they we just doing? working him back. They what are just working him back. No, bro. He he's he's coming back from a hamstring injury. You don't ramp you don't, him too fast because now, granted, you would hope that they used him more in the snaps that he played. But yeah. you exactly. don't want somebody like him to come through, play like eighty percent of the snaps, hurt his hammy again, and then he's down for even longer. Because if he rehearsed that hammy, he gonna look like James Harden last year. Then don't I play him. Like, then yeah, I just feel like you put him in. That's and pointless as hell. He's an elite player. He, like, yeah, I feel like the plays you do play him, you 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 get him the ball or look for him to get the ball at least, like the first mm-hmm. read potentially. Now, if we and said also, he played fifty percent or like sixty, yeah. like okay, but y'all y'all barely. What was the point of having him back? And then Williams go out, like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wilding out there. They, they that's why out. I was so. That's why I was so disappointed because you got Mike Williams to go out, and then also he ain't really, he ain't really even get the ball at well. He didn't get the ball, and he barely yeah. played. But then also um, the last one disappointments is uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, mm. like the whole Bucks. I ain't even talking about the defense off the Bucks. So they got their ass whooped by the Panthers. So P. I don't know. Jay Walker, my guy. <laughs> yeah, boy. I let PJ walk the field on your ass. <laughs> mm. So man, that's that's the the players of the week as well as the fantasy segment. So hey, beat me. I started the Bucks defense. Oh, they got they got the Panthers, PJ Walker AQ, just traded McCaffrey. It's it's feast time. Chuba Hubbard and uh, man, man was that? They was toting. They was toting. PJ was dropping dimes too. PJ was. No, let's not. Don't sleep on that performance. He was. By PJ. He, was. he got an arm, bro. He got an arm. If he get, if he can keep that up, man, I mean, he can keep that job. But I mean, obviously, we, they got a whole carousel going on with the quarterback <laughs> out there, though. Yeah, and Sam Darnold just cleared IR. Whole carousel. Yeah, so that's going trash. Dump the juice. <laughs> I mean, look, they got a lot of dumpster juice going on in Carolina. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's go into the no huddle and then the five fly picks. So what's popping clip? So first question I got uh is for Ant and Sam. Will the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys at five and two, Giants six and one, Eagles six and no, all make the playoffs in the NFC East. What do y'all think? Out of the NFC, sorry. I think they all will. The NFC is so bad that it's likely. Yeah, the way things are moving, it is actually likely. The way that we were talking about the AFC West this year actually ended up being the NFC East. Flip, <laughs> Flip like hell. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Though. It's like, look at it. The Vikings have a good record, but nobody else in the NFC North does. The NFC South is all garbage. Like just straight booty cheeks. Like <laughs> the, the, the NFC West has a bunch of teams that are mid teams, a bunch of mid. <laughs> yeah, like they're trying to pick themselves back up. Like the Cardinals have to go on a run. The Seahawks yeah. are winning that division right now. Hey, look, yes. that, that brings us that brings us right into our next question. So for Sam and T.O., are Geno Smith and the Seahawks at four and three, first place in that division, a real contender in the NFC? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody's seen Geno playing at this level. So, and I'm not sure if it's just because him being a black quarterback in the league and not necessarily producing early. Like, let's look, let's compare him to like an early Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees was given the, the wrong way because maybe because he's a white quarterback, but the black quarterbacks don't get that same love as the white quarterbacks. Like, you got to be the I best. If you're going to be a black quarterback in the league, you got to be the best. I just disagree on the Drew Brees example because Drew Brees got traded. Well, before, yeah, before yeah. he didn't get the runway with the Chargers. They traded yeah. that dude. But yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl Gino, I believe. Pro Bowl Gino. Hey, ne- next question for T.O. and Ant. Will the Vikings at five and one win the NFC North? And if not, then who? 
Bro, I said this at the beginning of the season on our preseason rankings. The Vikings <laughs> are winning the North. The Packers are dumpster juice. And everybody should have seen it. But y'all were like, oh, but Aaron Rodgers, he elevates people. Bro, don't elevate somebody like that unless it's been years and years and years. And that person has learned his intricacies, not the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Vikings definitely won the North for sure. I mean... No burnout, in my opinion. I like how Ant leaned in with the Bears cap on and said, the <laughs> I, am saying. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to hate on Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question I got for Ant and Sam. Um, can Sam Ellinger keep the Colts in playoff contention currently at 3 3 and 1 as the new starting quarterback for the Colts? I'm going to say no. I think the Titans are going to win that division. I don't think the Colts are going to get a wild card spot because the AFC is actually pretty good. Sam, weren't you right about this all along? Yeah, I said the Titans, and we're, we're full circle. I, I, I picked the Jaguars one week after they fooled me in, into thinking they were good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm back on no, the Titans. No bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Sam insofar as I don't think they will win the division. I think, like, the Jaguars are more likely to win the division than them. And while I wrote mm -hmm. off the Titans – for the Colts, I was clearly wrong. We all were, except Sam. Facts. Facts. Uh, <laughs> um, next question is for Sam and T.O. Do you think Tom Brady is regretting his decision to come out of retirement, and do you see the Bucks missing the playoffs this season, currently sitting at three and four? As a Pats fan, I'm going to let T.O. go first on this one. Hey, listen, I can get, I, I don't give a damn no more. He don't play for <laughs> But um, I, I can honestly see them missing the playoffs this year um, with the way it's been looking. But at the end of the day, I always say, you know, just like in the Super Bowl when we was down 28-3, Cliff, Cliff is a testament to this. What did I say? We got Tom. That's all I kept saying. They was talking shit. I was like, we got Tom. We got Tom. So, I mean, they got Tom Brady. I mean, if anybody can get it turned around, I think he can. So, I, I say they'll make the playoffs. They ain't gonna be good, but they'll make it. Yeah, someone's got to win that division. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. The division is like, yeah. Um, last question. Another uh, NFC South team. Uh, this question is for Tio and Ant. Will PJ Walker keep the Panthers' starting quarterback job, even with Sam and Baker set to return from injury? Nah. Look, you got to see what you got in Baker to see if you're going to re-up him. So I think Baker comes back when he has the chance, when he's healthy again. Uh, I don't know about Sam. He might be able to keep it from Sam Darno because I feel like they felt like they've seen enough <laughs> after a <laughs> year plus. Seen well, you made the trade enough. to start with, right? Yeah, so I feel like they feel like they've seen enough of Sam, but I feel like it's a tryout for Baker because he was such a high pick. Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I agree with that. I think Baker is definitely going to – I mean, by default, he's going to lose the job. And then, I mean, honestly, it's going to be Baker, P.J., and Matt Coral whenever he gets back from his injury. So, Yeah. You ready for the five fly? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if we were transitioning there yet. Um, okay, so last week on the five fly, we went three and two. Um, the, bad, the games we – the games we lost were 
I bet that the Lions were going to cover the spread against the Cowboys. They got wrecked. Uh, not betting on the Lions yeah. again. <laughs> Man, the Lions are another team that had me fooled. Like, first two or three weeks in the season, they played a competitive game with the Eagles. They, they beat someone else, I think, pretty handily early. And I was like, hey, man, the Lions probably aren't going to be that good, but they'll at least fight. But they, they did not fight against Dallas. And then the second one we lost was the Falcons got wrecked by the Bengals. And I've had them to cover the spread. They are no longer undefeated <laughs> against the spread. And I wish Eric were here. Uh, but he, he but told he, you I not to he, take that. I think he, he actually not said to not that. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, said, yeah. "Do not take the Falcons." He said, "And he's from Atlanta, so that probably should have been the, the high sight moment." For you. <laughs> so this week, this week, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably up to way better stuff than 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 tuning into the live stream then. Uh, <laughs> So for this week for the five fly, I started with the, uh, tomorrow's game, Thursday night football game. We got Ravens at the Bucks, and for this one, I'm taking Ravens money line minus one twenty. Um, the line, the Ravens are actually favored by one and a half, but they keep blowing leads and and winning these close games and losing in close games. So I'm not taking they. The Ravens have been really bad against the spread this year, so I think they're going to win the game, and I think. They could probably win by a field goal or even more. But I would just not mess with the spread. The money line's minus 120. It's basically the same thing. So that's why I'm taking them to just win the game. Um, I think a Thursday game in a short week is going to be really rough for Tampa. Tom Brady doesn't even practice on Wednesdays anyway. I don't even know if he was at practice today. He probably was, but definitely not padded up. Um, and the Bucks O-line has been the worst O-line in the league at protecting the passer. The Ravens' defense, while it has been kind of up and down all over the place, their pass rush has started to look better, especially last week versus the Browns. Clays Campbell is uh, getting to Jacoby Brissett a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the Bucks' last three games, they've put up 18 points, 15 points, and three points. So I also kind of like the under uh, for this game. The, it. I think at 46 and a half when I last looked at it and the Bucks have been under uh, the, the, the point total in a bunch of games. The Ravens haven't looked good, but they've at least been able to score. Um, the Ravens passing, uh, the one important thing to, to note is the, the Bucks have not been able to run the ball at all. Leonard Fournette has been... Uh, I think he's 27th in yards per carry or something like that, three and a, like three and a half yards a carry. And the Ravens have only allowed one passing touchdown or less in five of their seven games. Their passing defense rating would look a lot better if Tua hadn't thrown for six touchdowns in a game against them. Um, but since that, they've only allowed one or fewer passing touchdowns a game, um, and they're not playing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So – while Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are good, they aren't the type to just take the ball from five yards past the line of scrimmage to the house, 70 yards, which is what a couple of those uh, 201s were. But in the end, I think the, the Ravens are going to win this week. They didn't look good versus the Browns, but the Browns have Nick Chubb. Like I said, uh, the Bucks running game has been virtually non-existent, so 
I see the Ravens winning on Thursday night. I think the short week's going to hey, hurt. Hey, you don't even got to cover Mike Evans. He's dropping wide open anyway. So. Yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Frosty? What's up? Let us know what team you're repping, if you're repping a team. I feel like that Mike Evans drop changed the whole outcome of that Panthers-Bucks oh, game. Like, that was just – it took the air out of that the whole team, it felt like. I mean, they ain't never been no air in that team. <laughs> Let's just be honest, bro. Like, the one thing Tom Brady cannot succeed with is, like, a muddy pocket. If you can get him down up the That's middle, make things difficult for him. We seen that man try to escape the pocket last week. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's just like he, he he's the GOAT when protected. And that's why football is the ultimate team game. The offensive line is dog water, just like the Rams O line. Both of them motherfuckers, and and Matthew Stafford can move a little bit more than Tom, but they both those type of cues. But Tom, that offensive line is dog water, and and he yeah. can't, he don't have the option to get missing. He don't have that option. <laughs> that's, but it, I mean, that's the real deal. It if is. you don't give him, if you don't give him time, you good. I mean, you good defensively. Don't give him time, you good defensively. That's a fact. So for the second game, I got Patriots at the Jets, and I'm taking Patriots at minus one and a half. They're the favorites on the road. Jets are coming off four straight wins. Patriots are coming in off a pretty embarrassing loss to the Bears. Uh, but for the, uh, the, the Pats are 10-0 against the Jets in their last 10 games. The Pats have absolutely owned the Jets over the last few years. And the Patriots have Bill Belichick, who I'm sure – is more annoyed than anyone uh, from their loss this past week and will be coming in with a good game plan versus the Jets. There are a couple of important notes for this game. Like we mentioned earlier, the Jets are without rookie running back Brees Hall. He's out for the season. They traded for James Robinson. Uh, so he'll be getting integrated into the system. Him and Michael Carter should both be getting a pretty good share. So if you had Brees Hall um, see, and are looking for a fill-in on, on fantasy or whatever, Two of those guys, I think, will both be getting a lot of play, especially Michael Carter. But I looked, and 64% of the spread bets that have been placed on FanDuel for this game are on the Jets, and I think it's a trap. I think Vegas mm. is out to get people on this game, and I think the Patriots are going to cover the spread. Um, yeah. what, do you, what do you think, T.O.? You think that's a smart so. bet? Listen. Honestly, I think, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think we'll win based off of the fact that, I mean, Belichick's game plan defensively, and honestly, I really don't think Zach Wilson is that good, um, and we can get him to turn the ball over and then honestly just run the ball. Honestly, we can get some some better play calling on offense consistency, and I like us because we're able to move the ball and just put up points. Um, so, yeah, I, I like us to win. I think so. Yeah, losing losing Brees Hall hurts hurts that mm-hmm. offense a lot. They, I mean, we talked about that, that offense was that offense was running. Yeah, that offense was running through through him and and Carter and Robinson aren't that guy. Like, let's just be honest. And Zach Robinson, Wilson, is, Robinson might be that guy. Hold on, broke him in as a rookie. No, no, put no, up one no. k fourteen hundred scrimmage. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that Michael Carter is not. Brees Hall. I mean, Michael Carter or James Robinson are not Brees Hall, and Barrett Tucker just went on IR as well. That's fair. So, I, and and Zach Wilson ain't proved nothing. Elijah Moore wants out, so I don't even know if he's playing. 
You know what I'm saying? So it don't matter. I think in the ball, right? That's why he's going to leave. Look, which I don't understand either because I think he's one of the better receivers on that team. Like, I, I really, I mean, obviously, Garrett, yeah, that that ball's team. being thrown around. Robert Sala, that's what I was talking about. It's his second year, right? Yeah, he's a defensive yes. coach, he's defensive yeah. mind. Everybody killed him because his defense wasn't good last year. But what we saw this year he is like up. many other defensive coaches. When he gets the team that he built and wants, it's a we run the ball and play great defense. We play field position game. Our quarterback is going to be a game manager, which yeah. if you don't think Zach Wilson is all that good, that's exactly what you want, right? Yeah. So, like, you're not they, – they ain't going to throw that many balls because they don't want Zach Wilson to make mistakes that give up the game, which I get because he, he was throwing picks like candy on Halloween last year. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, <laughs> I get it. And that's a that's a recipe that wins enough games. It's a recipe that gets teams into the playoffs when done well. I don't know about getting you a championship, but that man's just trying to secure his job and get the second contract right now. And yeah. I, I like it. I think James Robinson is that guy, though. So to be clear, I think he's, he's nice. that guy. He's nice. I think I think he's solid, but I don't. I don't I, what I mean is, I don't think he's Brees Hall. He's not. He's not going to give you that. He's not going to give you that. And I, and I like Sam said. I think they are going to be. In a bit of a 50-50 share as far as carries. And somebody's gonna take the rings and we're gonna see who who you know breaks it. But I, I definitely got sure. the pats this week because of that Bear Tucker Brees losing Brees Hall. And it, and it's gonna be I think and Bill Belichick is gonna he's gonna find a way to win that game after that embarrassment last week. Yeah, yeah I'm one, not, just yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. One thing I did kind of think about is like Justin Fields looked so good being able to find they, the Bears finally figured out this guy can run. Uh, and one thing Zach Wilson can do well is move. So the Patriots, I think, will probably be game planning for mobile quarterback a lot this week. Um, and they may be able to take that out of the equation for the Jets a little bit. And who especially may be trying to lean on Zach Wilson running because they are trying to bring in Robinson and get him up to speed on the game plan and everything. So I feel like the Jets game plan could kind of like feed into what the Patriots are working on from the Bears game anyway. And Zach Wilson ain't no ain't no Justin Fields running the ball either. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So for the third game, this is a surprisingly amazing game. I think that this could be one of the best games going on this week. And it's really surprising from just where we have these teams projected at the beginning of the season. The Giants at the Seahawks. I got the Seahawks uh, minus three. Seahawks are favored to win this game by a field goal, and I think they will. The Giants are coming into coming into this game six and one, uh, and have been and are also six and one against the spread. They were one of the teams that won us the five fly last week, but I think Geno is going to have success throwing the ball he has against every team despite the level of difficulty of the secondary we saw him throw it all over the chargers last week who we are dealing with some injuries of their own but um i think this is has a has a lot of potential to be a shootout and another thing that we've really seen uh is the emergence of kenneth walker after the injury to rashad penny i think that both running backs kenneth walker and saquon are both going to have big days, and I think that both of the quarterbacks could as well. These are two teams that are both coming in playing really well. I just give a little bit of the edge to the Seahawks at home, um, and I think that 
the Giants are kind of playing with a little bit of house money at this point with a six and one record. Seeing them go seven and one would just be kind of insane. I just I think just like this is nothing based in the numbers or anything. I I think I can just see the Seahawks with a five and three record more than I can see the Giants with a seven and one record. And there's that's not the best logic to go and bet on uh, with betting on something, but I think just like if you're trying to predict like the most realistic outcome, I think the Seahawks continue to play well. And I mean, the Giants struggled to get past the Jaguars who have been playing terrible. They did end up covering the spread and they, they were three point underdogs and won that game, I think by three or four. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But struggled to beat a team that has not been playing that well. Um, They did stop Trevor Lawrence from having much success in the passing game. But uh, I think Gino will continue to to have the success he's been having all season. So I think that with that, I I take the Seahawks in this game, but I think it's going to be a good game and I'm definitely excited to watch it. Um, The fourth game, I got the Titans as a two and a half point favorite at the Texans. Texans are like the worst team in the league. Titans have won four straight games after starting off terrible. Derrick Henry looks really good. Their defense is starting to look better after starting terrible. Um, Tannehill looks fine. Uh, not amazing, but fine. Um, and they've, they've just been able to cover the spread and pick up victories pretty pretty well the last couple of weeks. They handled – the Colts by nine. They beat the Commanders by four. They beat the Colts by a touchdown the week before. Um, so after – and they, they beat the Raiders in a close game before that. But at, like I said, after their two rough games to start the season, which I think a lot of people thought the Giants were terrible, so them losing by one point to the Giants looked a lot worse week one than it does now. I'm just going with the better team, and I think the the line is pretty favorable. I think the Titans should be able to beat the Texans by a field goal. This one kind of scares me because the line is this low, but I'm just going to trust in Derrick Henry. (laughs) Um, And then the last game I have is the Bengals, minus three and a half at the Browns. We talked about the Browns. I think it was in the RPO last week or the week before about if they were going to be able to weather the storm. before Deshaun, until Deshaun Watson comes back. Beating the Ravens would have been a huge step in doing that. They came close. And beating the Bengals is really the last chance they got to stay in the playoff race for him to come back after his suspension. And I just think the Bengals are rolling along too hard right now uh, for the Browns to beat or come within a field goal of. Like, I learned my lesson last week. I didn't think the Falcons were going to beat the Bengals, but I thought they could come within six. Not even close. It wasn't even close by half. Like, that game was over, and I knew that that was a loss uh, on the five fly before the second half even started. So I think the Bengals' offense, uh, like Anthony mentioned earlier, has just figured out how to expose the too-high look after struggling against it to start the season. I just think Joe Burrow is going to continue – to expose people's secondaries. And he's got three receivers that are putting up like top 15 numbers. Tyler Boyd is wide receiver 17. I think Jamar is five now. And Higgins is, I think, outside, but only because 
he's been injured. He's still averaging like 15 points a, a game in fantasy. So uh, they just have so much firepower on offense. And while I do think Nick Chubb will give the Bengals defense some problems, they're also talking about uh, trading Kareem Hunt. So I don't even know if he'll be suiting up for Sunday. They haven't said that he's not going to play, but they're at least shopping him around. Last uh, year, his contract, right? Yeah. He wants a new deal. I heard they shot yeah. him for a fourth. Four, yeah, I heard that too. A fourth. Uh, if Kareem that, Hunt I mean, goes for a fourth, I'm gonna be less mad about Robert Quinn. I'm gonna say that. You, sh- you should. He's 32 I, years I, old. I, I, I know. Look, I know he had he's 19 good. and a half sacks last year. Last year, 19 and a half. How many he had this year so far before he got traded? One, but he was also he also like look that. He's older. He's older. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, on. you're mad, but I think a four is a steal for Robert Quinn right now. In my personal mm. opinion. I feel like it's not a terrible like return. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we could have done better. And I feel like we especially because we paid all the salary. Like if we got a fourth yeah. and they took the money, I'd be like, yeah. cool. But That's it was true. a fourth and we took the money. Like if we gonna take the money, at least give me a six that can be a conditional yeah. or a six or a seven that can be conditional upon play to move up. So like it's a seven conditional to a six if he like you know does whatever like plays X number of snaps or gets X number of sacks something like that or like a mm-hmm. six that becomes a fifth something like that because we took the remaining of the of his like salary. I that was that my thing. Yeah, I feel that because of the money thing. Yeah, yeah, it sure. was like a fourth and we took the money. I'm like, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that is it for the five fly. Um, hopefully we can go positive again this week. But like I said last week, I'm not liable um, for any <laughs> success or failures you have betting. Look, Sam and said I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. Look, I didn't. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was a guarantee. No guarantees here. He said, "Don't blame hey, me. <laughs> don't parlay these. If you bet all five of my picks last week and you didn't parlay them, you just went five straight up." You probably made like five bucks after the losses of the two, and, and you, made, you, you probably made it. You made up your losses and probably made like five bucks. Okay, facts, facts. I like this. Let's get into the final segment of the show, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquet. Too often in the media, people only focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do, and never give them their credit where credit is due. Here we like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to Paul George for his partnership with Better Health, offering $3 million in free therapy. Now, y'all probably remember in the bubble when Paul George opened up about his mental health issues, things such as being unable to sleep due to his anxiety. And people kind of clowned him when this happened, calling it an excuse for his bad play in the bubble, like way off P, all that other stuff. Well, (laughs) even though that happened, right, Paul George is sticking to his guns and continues to open up about his mental health to encourage others to take the issue seriously and get help when they need it. He is embodying that motto by making it easier for people with needs or in need to access therapy. Paul George talked about his motivation for joining this initiative and putting up three mil because he says mental health is just as important as physical health. To me, I can be in the best physical shape of my life, but if my mental health is lacking, it won't make a difference. Getting help to better yourself mentally has been extremely important in my life and has allowed me to be the player, father, husband, and person that I am today. 
BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy platform. And this is one in many partnerships that they're doing with athletes such as Venus Williams and Taylor Fritz to try to destigmatize mental health. So if you are listening and you would like one free month of therapy through Better Health on Paul George's dime, you can go to www.betterhelp.com slash Paul George. And that was this week's Ballers Bouquet. All right, that's it for episode 90, the big nine. Oh, we are we are approaching, we are approaching a hundred quickly, boys. Quickly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we appreciate everybody for listening. We will be live again on all these platforms: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We were live on TikTok this week for the first week ever. So shout out to everybody on TikTok that joined in and chopped it up with us. Every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and we will holla at you again next week. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod. The Fly Route Pod.